What's up you guys? It's your girls Ian K. We're back from a one week break and how's it going, Em? It's going good. Um my you know, it's going good and my life's kind of in a disarray. I'm looking at my room and I realize you can tell when I am like really busy when <laughs> my room is like because my my that's the funny thing. Since being in LA, I've never been like I've been busy at times, like really busy, but usually like I keep my apartment very clean. And right now, um, it's a pigsty. Um, so uh, that's a good sign though, I've been busy. Um, See, I'm gonna use that and say that's why my room's always not clean. I'm just a busy person and you know, I need maids. What about you, Kyra? <laughs> Honestly, my life has been perfect because of someone else's life that leads to our MVP because mm-hmm. Harry and Meghan got married, guys, and it was everything to me. And that makes them the Duke and Duchess our MVP of this episode. Da 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 da! They're beautiful. Finally, right? Emily can't say crap about it. I, <laughs> I literally just said finally, right? That's all I said. know. No, I agree with the finally, right? But like, okay, so guys, um, last Saturday morning, I was watching it. I woke up early i did not wake up at five because they were like it starts at five but it means people are going to be walking in at five and i don't care to see david beckham walking in not that pressed really quick do you think david beckham's hot he's attractive i'm not like i'm not all about him i don't i, I don't think he's that I, I think he's attractive i think i'm the same way where i'm like he's a good looking person but okay. i don't think he's like everyone's like right. oh my god david beckham i'm like he looks I like think, David, right, but what? but the Duke and Duchess, what did they do? Oh, well, they got married. Anyway, right. so, yeah, set my alarm for, like, 6.30. My alarm tone was London Bridge by Fergie. Got ready, watched the whole thing. It was just beautiful. I don't know if I loved Megan's dress, but, you know, I thought it looked really nice on her. I Not my favorite dress, but it looked beautiful on her. And, like, it was so perfect, and I'm, like, watching it, living my life like it's golden. And then Emily texts me, because this chick is in um, Vegas right now at a club, and she's like, yeah, you got the date wrong of the royal wedding. It's tomorrow. Or, like, you thought it, I don't know. I don't even know what you're trying to say. I was like, I'm definitely watching it right now. So I got no, the date I said exactly you got the date right. wrong. It already happened. Oh, okay. Yeah, so she texted me, like, you got the date wrong. It already happened. I'm like, I... I have the date exactly right. I am ready. And so Emily missed it. So disregard everything she said in our episode four, where she was like, I'm so excited. She didn't care. She didn't, she moved on. I stayed loyal. You've always I, been in the, you've been into that stuff forever, Kyra. I just got into it because I was like, oh, cool. Black woman who's a princess or duchess. But um, you've always been into that. You've always really been into um, that. Yeah, no, I agree. I mean, like, I... I'm into it in waves. I think it's whenever, I think the last royal wedding was when I was really into it because it's just like, holy crap, this is like princess and prince and kings and stuff. But it was really cool. Did you hear about the stuff going on at the royal wedding at all? Or are you yeah, like, I looked into okay. highlights. Like, um, I saw, the reason why I knew it was, ha- or at first I saw Serena Williams' picture and then with her, her daughter and her uh, husband. Um, and then I saw, like, people saying that they left a chair open for princess, or, uh, uh, princess elizabeth or queen elizabeth um and then diana diana i'm sorry um see i don't i don't know <laughs> i forget you i don't know, know i told you i'm not really into um so and well, then queen elizabeth's um, still alive 
sorry. Um, and then I saw like the kiss and uh, people were talking about the preacher. Um, That's what I loved about this wedding. Right. They like, they like really, it's like a big thing for the royal family. Cause like, like Emily said, I actually am pretty into this. I watched the crown. I, pre- I know what's up. Just kidding. I've been into it before, but um, they're very to tradition, like, to, like extremely to tradition. So like usually thinking that like Megan's going to come into this, and her being half black would already be like a break from tradition. I thought that was as far as they were going to go acknowledging it. But with this whole wedding, they implemented a lot of like kind of black American into it, which was surprising. Like the black preacher, which who made every British person look so uncomfortable because they're like, what is going on right now? I saw they're, a lot I, of the pictures. I was like, are the videos of them like react, reacting to it? <laughs> Their faces are just like, what is like... He did a great job, but the, it was very not their speed at all. So they're just like, really? this is a lot of energy coming at us. Oh, my God. Yeah, no, like, usually it's very, like, it's very traditional. Extremely, extremely, extremely traditional for them. Like, British traditional. And then there's, like, a black preacher being like, love, man. And, like, quote, talking about Martin Luther King. It was it was great, but it was also funny to see their reaction. And then they had, like, a whole black choir, an entire black choir, that saying stand by me when they walked out, which was beautiful. And then they kissed and it was beautiful. It was literally such a great, everything was breaking tradition. Well, I don't know, like having black people there, that's not a break from tradition, but like preacher. Yeah. American preacher at a wet, at a British Royal wedding break from tradition. The fact that Megan was walked down by Charles, Prince Charles, who will be King, um, break from tradition, but that's because her family's fucking crazy and was acting up. Not her dad either way. So, like, a lot of it was a break for tradition, and they were acknowledging Megan's, like, they were acknowledging, like, her black side, kind of. And it was really cool, because I thought they really wouldn't. And, yeah, it was beautiful. It was so beautiful in the pictures, and, like, when she got there, he was like, you look amazing. Oh, my gosh. It was Did he cry? Um, he, yeah, there's, like, a thing where you see him wipe both sides of his face with his thumb. Oh, I love it. It was so cute. And then, like, all the details, like, her bouquet, he picked the flowers for her from Diana's garden. And, like, it was just, guys, I want to get married to a royal. It seems like the move. Well, make that dream happen. I know. I was talking about it with our friend Taylor, and it was just, like, honestly, they started dating two years ago, two and a half years ago. And, like, three years ago, she had no idea that she would end up like where she was she's like i hope she was probably like i hope there's gonna be a new season of suits then but like literally like where do you see yourself three years from now a a duchess basically in a palace that's fun where's sussex um don't know (laughs) (laughs) i don't know i don't think they're gonna live in sussex they're just the duke and duchess of it oh they're gonna be in london then yeah Oh, okay. Well, yeah. this is fun. I'm glad it happened. I'm glad that she's, you know, the drama that happened with her dad is over with. I'm glad that um, she can finally live in peace. I'm sure she's going to get a lot of flack for whatever they have to say all the time because that happens just she, all the time. But Exactly. Okay. She had, like, a messy bun at her wedding, and everyone has already, like, I mean, people actually liked it this time, but she wore a messy bun to an event, and everyone's like, I can't believe she wore that to a formal event. That's so American. And it's like, oh, my God, calm down. I will say I would not wear a messy bun to my wedding. I think it looked good on her. I don't think it would look good on anyone else. I think it looked good with the dress. I and, mean, like, she looked good in it, but... Did it look really messy? 
No. Did you have you not seen her? Have you not seen pictures? I did see pictures, but I just like I don't remember. It's just by messy bun. I mean, it's a low bun. She had a low bun. Oh, oh. It, it okay. wasn't like she just rolled out of bed. Like it was styled that way, and it looked nice. It looked very simple. Oh, that's good. Yep. She. You seem like you do not care at all. <laughs> you're like. I mean, no. I. I mean, like, I told oh, you like. Nice. I really like. I. I. I told you. I, I like doing this section with Emily three months ago would have been so much fun because it was great. Because it was but right after way, they were after right after they were uh, engaged. Marriage is more fun than engagement. I mean, anyway, but, like the fact that they're engaged is like enough for I don't, not that it's enough for me, but I'm like, like okay, black woman engaged, she's going to get married. Like that's in my mind already. I'm not like hyped about it once it happens. The wedding's the whole event. Either way. I understand that. I, I, I get like, really hyped about proposals and things like that. I don't, like, uh, weddings don't make me emotional. The wedding, that was, it was great. And I watched, it was, like, my best friends, our best friends. And it was, our yeah, and it was just really, really fun. And, like, we literally woke up so early and we're just hyped for all of it. It's just, like, oh, my God, she's walking down the aisle. Oh, my God, he grabbed her hand. Oh, my God, do you see this? Ah! And we were dying. And then when they kissed, we actually shrieked. And it was, it was amazing. My life is complete. And I'm very happy. And that is why they're our MVP for this segment. Um, so, yeah, moving on from the royal family um, to something that used to be, I'm not going to tread the tightest in a bow. Um, let's talk about baseball. And, you know, we're going to do a little teaching session here. For those who don't know baseball, you don't have to go watch the White Sox play the Rays because who wants to do that? And actually, when they did do that uh, about a month ago, um, there were less than 1,000 people in attendance at that game. And uh, I was like, well, you're watching the Tampa Bay, Tampa Rays and Devil Rays and the Chicago White Sox. So anyway. Okay, I have a question as someone who doesn't know that much about any team that's not the Braves. Was that a big game? No, no, it's like, no, it's like if you're watching like, like, I don't know. uh, uh, What's a random school? I'm not going to shit on a school. Maris versus Westminster. You're like, okay. No, Um, no, no, it's not. That that can't even. Okay, don't. I really don't use high school schools as a, as a comparison to any. <laughs> no, but it's not even that. It's just like that. That doesn't even. I don't even know what that's like. Um, but it's it's basically like, it's like two teams. You're like, it's not the Yankees. It's not the Dodgers. It's not the Giants. It's not the Braves who are hot right now. And speaking of being hot, um, so being hot, not not hot guys. I'm talking about hot as in good. Um, so I've found that. And I realized this once I got to the Dodgers about a few weeks ago. I was like, you know, it seems like every team that I end up either working for or previously were a fan of sucks when I'm uh, in any way affiliated with them. So, for example, um, before working for the Mets, interning for them last season, I was, I guess, default a default Braves fan. Um, the Braves haven't been good in... A long time. Um, as long as Ellen's been in Atlanta. As long as I've ha- inhabited Atlanta, I guess. What I if guess that I... actually started, like, right when you were born? Well, I, no, uh, they're, they were good until, like, the late 90s. Um, and then they and then they were like, they had a really playoff contending team, but then they kind of just slumped. Um, but anyway, so anytime I was really affiliated with the team, um, and... Yeah, 1995 was the, or was it 96 was the years that they, they lost the World Series. Anyway, but, so, they, um, so I was affiliated with the Braves. They, they haven't been very good for a long time. And then I interned with the Mets 
Um, they were supposed to be this playoff contending team, World Series team. They had all the right tools they needed, all a bunch of good pitchers. They had all the right hitters. Um, and then all of them got hurt. Um, and I interned for them. And the team was terrible. Um, and the Dodgers, they went to the World Series, went all the way to Game 7. I get this job. I work for them. Uh, they are they're on the come up. They're coming back. Uh, however... They people were like the Dodgers suck right now. They're playing terrible, and and, and I, I told this to my boss, and he was like, "Don't go around saying that." And then literally a day later, someone goes to me, another boss that's like not really over me. He goes, "You know," and he's in front of then he's and the direct like the exec of my department, like hi 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 hi. I'm good friends with him, or I know him really well, and so it's fine. But they go, he goes in front of him. He's like, "You know, ever since you got here, the team sucks." And I was like. <laughs> I looked at it, I was like, uh, and the other, the exec looks at me and is like, that's right. And he was like, hmm, we'll have to reevaluate that. <laughs> and I was like, no, 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 it's not me. But I didn't explain to them, like, I, you know, teams suck. Anyway, but so, yeah, um, I don't know if it's the curse of me, but, you know, the Dodgers might it be It is like, a curse of you. Honestly, yeah. <laughs> like, I'm, I'm looking at it, and the fact that they lost, that Braves lost World Series, 96 when you're actioning that when you were like were born 95 and they lose the world series and then it's just downhill from there that is ex- curse of emily <laughs> wait and then uh no yeah i guess but i mean i feel like dodgers gonna be like all right we're gonna reevaluate at the end of the season and i don't think the dodgers suck i'm not gonna put that out there but if this does happen the- they're gonna be like we're optioning her to the San Francisco Giants. <laughs> Where should we say, oh, Giants, I know someone. Oh, do you want to take Emily? Oh, Giants suck. Oh, okay, no, we can't do this. Uh, let's send her back to the Dodgers. No, we'll send her to the A's. Um, but, but yeah, so. How are the Mets doing now? The Mets are good. The Braves are oh, good. Wow. Since you, since <laughs> the Mets and Braves are, the Mets had the, the best franchise start ever this season. <laughs> The Braves are, everyone's calling them the dark horse, and they're like, the Braves are freaking on fire. Um, I was have surprised two young guys right now. I'm not used to the Braves doing well. Yeah, it's it's good for Atlanta. Everyone's like on, on Braves country wagon. Um, but yeah, so. Why was that? Uh, yeah, I don't know. I was going to say bandwagon, but no one's really on the bandwagon. Um, so, but basically, you know, I said I'm a curse because, you know, teams are doing, or, you know, they do bad when I'm there, but. The Dodgers have been doing, eh, not really good since the season started, and that's just because in 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 baseball, out of any sport, any sport, is the weirdest sport where a team can be hot, really hot for a month, go on a twenty-one game win streak, and that next month lose eleven games straight, um, and it it's it's based on pitching doing well, and it's kind of just like. It's baseball is a very superstitious sport too, so a lot of people rely on like, oh, uh, I wore this jersey yesterday and I got three home runs, so I'm not don't don't wash the jersey. I'm wearing it again, um, or they have a routine that do, they do not mess up, you know, and so a lot of people get superstitious about that kind of stuff, and they think that superstition has to do with why teams are doing terribly, and it's really hard. It's really really hard to know how to hit, and once a pitcher figures you out. Other pitchers figure you out. And imagine what you have to do is you have to uh, respond to a 90-mile-an-hour-plus whatever kind of ball coming at your at your waist and figure out, do I swing, do I not, how do I swing, where do I put the ball, in a split second. 
it's very hard to know how to hit. And it's very hard, especially once you get into your head, to not to get out of your head. Um, so that's why baseball teams kind of go through slumps. And when no one's hitting on the team, no one's hitting on the team. And it, everyone's trying to figure it out. And when you put too much like thought into it, you can't figure it out. So you just have to be patient. Um, and baseball is just a weird sport like that. So, for example, like the Dodgers, like I said, hitting has been a hard thing. And we're just like, we're trying to figure out the hitting. And... Uh, we're on a four. We were on a four-game win streak. Um, we lost to the Rockies yesterday at home, um, but we had been playing. We'd played our other NL West division rival, D- the Diamondbacks, the Arizona Diamondbacks, and during the month of April, they had won eight straight series, um, including two against us, and um, I think it was two against us when we snapped in the third series. But they. They are now, they've now lost 11 of the last 12 games they've had. And so in the month of April, they were doing hot. Everyone was like, World Series team, Diamondbacks, whoa, whoa, they're going to be so great. Dodgers suck, you know? And then May comes, and Diamondbacks are terrible right now. Um, And the Yankees were hot. I don't know how they're doing right now, but, you know, baseball is just a slumpy, weird roller coaster of a sport. Um, I feel like, yeah, I feel like that more. I, I feel like I can see that way more with baseball than any other sport. Especially, like, I don't know, like, with football, I feel like if a team's doing really well and they're just killing it, they usually just kind of ride that out. It's not like a, bam, sw- like, doing great down. Like, I feel like baseball, you can see just, like, win, 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 and lose, 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 just out of nowhere. And baseball, in, 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 uh, in football, you have plays. You have a bunch of different people in and out on the field all the time, whereas baseball, the positions are stagnant. And the hitters oh, have one spot they're standing in. And once a pitcher figures out, oh, you like to swing at fastballs down the middle on a first pitch, all right, I'm not throwing you that on the first pitch. I'm going to throw you off, and I'll throw that maybe the third pitch so you don't know what's coming. Um, and so eventually a, a hitter like who's on our team, his name's Cody Bellinger, last year had over 40 home runs, I believe. Um, and pitchers have figured him out. They figured him out in the World Series, and he had the most strikeouts ever in a World Series. I That's think insane. You never really – I feel like me as a spectator and, like, a lot of other people don't realize how, like, how much, like – it seems like – to to me, it seems like a slower sport. Like, it's like it moves in, like, sections. You know what I mean? It's like, bam, like, let's see where the person's going. But it's a lot of thinking and a lot of, like, moving and a lot of, like, communication that, like, you don't see because everyone's, like, communicating with each other, but it's, like – it's a, I, a lot more goes into it than like what you you I feel like. No, that's I mean that's the beauty of baseball, and that's what a lot of people don't really care to know about. But yes, that is to put it simply, yeah. There's a lot that goes into it that that the you're not going to notice unless you're a fan, and that's that's why people don't like it. Like you said, it's slow. It's not fast moving. You kind of it requires thought. It's not like you can watch a person run down the court and dunk a basketball, and you're like, "Yo, what's up?" Home exactly. runs only come. Home runs only come maybe once a game. Uh, that that yo, what's up? Only happens once in in baseball, like a game. You're lucky if you have like three. Um, so it's a slower sport because it requires a lot of thought and it's a lot of patience involved in it. Um, so yeah, very cool. Yeah. I feel like now I know what to look out for. But like, I, or like, well, you can't. You gotta. Like... You have to know. <clears throat> you kind of have to know a team. So like. You can't a random no, batter walking I'm, up. No, I mean like when it came to the break. Not even that I'm gonna try to do that, but I'm just saying like if I wanted to become a fan, like honestly, from my perspective, I'm like okay, I got a Braves games, but I don't really know like like I, when people are into it, I'm like I don't even know what section, what part about this really makes you that into it. From 
just a real perspective. That's what I always feel. And then, like, I'm, like, because there's diehard fans, and I'm, like, I don't get how you get from where I am to, like, that point. Like, what so what does it take to make you an avid fan? And so, like, I feel like those are the things you look out for when you're with a team. You're, like, okay, like, let's, like, look at, like, what work goes into it. And I feel like people don't think about that. I definitely don't. I would love it if they did. And, um, again, but this is a very short uh, – attention this is a, a generation with a short attention span it's um, not just generation. Uh, uh, i don't think it's just generations i mean i think our generation cares about it less but i think there's multiple people feel about it feel that way about it that's why it's like not i don't know i mean if you look at the demographic it's not majority black people are and not in the league it's majority latino and white white guys um so the demographic who's going to watch it majority white majority latino they get passionate about it. Other and there are a few and, and you know what I'll say this the Korean and Japanese um, market is huge in into baseball too. They're very big into baseball, um, but that's besides the point. Um, so for example, the Braves right now, like you said, we said the Braves are hot. They're gonna be here in two weeks actually. The Braves are hot, um, and uh, they might not be hot in June. They're two hitters that are just on fire right now that everyone's talking about. They might not be hot in June. The Dodgers last year. Was his, it was historic what they did. What they did, because they were pretty much hot the whole season. And then the end of the season, they won an 11-game losing streak. So it just took all the way till September for them to flop. So there's always going to be a point in the season where a team is like, meh. And you're like, oh, God. Anyway, so that's besides the point. Yeah, little baseball lesson. Uh, basically, just know baseball is more than just a sport where you're swinging the bat and throwing the ball. You're, uh, there's a lot of thought that goes into it and stats and things like that um and just the very nature of the sport requires um a lot of patience in order to be a fan and a player and anywhere involved ta-da okay um gosh why am i i don't want to talk again um but i guess i will and i'm really excited to talk about it Kyra, you want to log off because i'll just do a monologue <laughs> bts was in uh the u.s this week and um uh and yeah you don't have to live on a rock to not know about them, I've, I've I still have to explain to people what's a BTS. Oh, okay, let me tell you. Um, basically, the Korean pop group that you guys know, avid listeners that I like, um, was in town. They were in the U.S. They came into L.A. Um, and your girl saw them four times this past week, um, where some people didn't see them once or saw them only once. Um, I saw them four times, um, and once was at the airport. When they arrived at LAX, got there at 7 a.m. in the morning. They didn't, like, get out of the international terminal till like, 11 a.m. I was documenting it, interviewing fans. Um, other Army, is the, that's the name of the fandom that were there. And uh, some girls had been waiting since 10 p.m. the previous night. Um, for whatever reason, I don't know, because it was actually not that crowded at, like, 7 a.m. You didn't need to get there till like, 8. So after leaving the airport, got, you know, footage of that. It was absolute mayhem. Um, went from there um, with two of the girls that I've met, and um, and one of the members from the group posted a photo on Twitter, and it was on a rooftop, and their Hollywood sign was in the background off to the right, and there were little signs in the back, so you could see, you're like, where is that? And we did a little detective work uh, and showed up to CBS Studios, which is where they were. Um, they were filming on James Corden. Um, we had to finagle and be like, we don't have tickets, but we know our musical favorite musical guest is performing. And the audience coordinator goes, um, who is that? And we're like, BTS. And they're like, 
he's like, they're not performing this show. And he was meeting show A, but they performed show B. And one of the other audience coordinators comes up to us and they're like, look, if you guys leave and come back at 4.30, we might be able to help you. But de- said nothing about BTS. We were like, all right, say no more, let's go. Came back at 4.30 and there was a, maybe about seven other girls waiting on the other side of the actual ticketed line. And we were like, oh, they're definitely, they figured it out too. So we're waiting there, we make friends, we make, and, and by the way, and I'll get this, to this at the very end, um, we're about, we wait there about two hours, and eventually the audience coordinator who lied to me comes up and goes, so who here knows about BTS being here? And we were like, uh, us? Like, we think we're about to get in trouble, and they're like, well, I don't know how you guys figured it out. So they, they were performing their single for the first time, their single that had been unreleased, it's called Fake Love. Um, and it was supposed to be, it's officially released and like performed in front of the public on Sunday, this, the Billboard Music Awards. They're like, I don't know how you guys figured it out. And we're like, we, we're freaking weird is how we figured it out. Um, but he was like, they want a few super fans inside there for when they perform it. So we're going to give you guys the chance to see it. Now they're like, we're not playing, we're not doing the BS here, guys. We're taking your phones away. We are making you sign like an NDA. Um, because if you ruin this, not only are you violating, you know, you know, this recording thing within CBS, we're going to have the legal team come speak to you if you do end up taking out your phone or have some sort of recording device on you, but you're also ruining it for BTS because they don't get to perform their show live for the first time in front of people. So we were like, yeah, totally great. Not going to do any of that. So then we get taken in and we sit there for about another two hours. We don't go into Corden until eight and, um, of course, BTS comes out. They perform. It's it's great. They were performed it twice. Um, the rest of the crowd was kind of like, what? Like you said, what is a BTS? Um, some people knew, but we were going crazy, and the they were they wanted us to go crazy, and um, and yeah. So then after that, I didn't get home till about ten. So it was a, from seven a.m. to ten p.m. I was uh, I was BTS out, um, and I've never in my life jumped out of bed. I forgot to set my alarm. I woke up at five forty-five that morning. I realized that I didn't set my alarm. I've never jumped out of bed like with so much pep in my step. I was like, yep, well, it's time to go. Um, but then got back from there. The next day, didn't have anything to do, and I recorded or edited all the footage that I had, and I uh, put it out there. And it's amassed over like 28,000 views um, so far um, because fans just love seeing everything that BTS has to do. And it was edited and, you know, with interviews with certain fans. They retweeted themselves, and other fans retweeted them. So they really liked it. Um, so then after that... BTS was going on Ellen, and while this is all going on, um, there are other fans, not myself, that are actually really stalker, stalking. There's a whole culture to it. It's called assessing, sussing, but they're stalking them, figuring out like where they are. They're on Rodeo. They're shopping, and I was like, that's not me. I'm just trying to figure out where they are when we're supposed to see them. So um, they announced new tickets for Ellen, uh, special tickets for to see BTS. Um, I didn't get those tickets. However, there was a standby line. So I show up at 4 a.m., on Thursday morning, um, the line already had 50 people in it, and some girls have been waiting since 5 p.m. the previous day. So interviewing people again, the line at around 7 had about 200 people. Um, and we really, you know, Ellen people, they were super nice and really accommodating. Uh, I like Ellen for that reason because they, they, they're notoriously known. Not notorious because notorious means bad, but they're known for accommodating fans um, who don't get the chance to get the ticket to see them. So... Um, you know, interviewing people in line, it's an interesting thing. Um, and then we get moved outside on the sidewalk. We sit on the sidewalk for about three hours. We don't get into the Ellen stage or figure out that we're even getting in until around 3 p.m. 
we enter around 4 p.m. Um, and because there's no room in the studio audience, they take all of us back to the riffraff room, which is an area behind Ellen's studio audience that um, is like a, her store, basically. Um, so we're sitting in there. It's a cute little, it's like a big room uh, with chairs or like couches and like she has her clothing and all that stuff hanging up. Um, and they do the interview with BTS. <clears throat> People are going crazy. We're going crazy from within the riffraff room. And we can't even see them in person. We're just looking at a screen, but everyone's screaming because they know they're right on the other side of the wall. And they finish the interview, and like the screen goes black, so we don't really know what's going on. We know they're about to perform. Um, and then all of a sudden, there's like stairs that lead up to the studio, studio performance, then there's like an entrance. Um, someone starts screaming, and everyone runs to the, the staircase, and Ellen walks out, and then BTS walks out, and again, freaking mayhem. And they stand there for about 30 seconds, just like making everyone go absolutely batshit crazy. And, uh, and then they leave. Um, if you're a BTS fan and you want to know more details of it, because I'm not going to go into it here, but it was crazy. And after that happens, all the girls in the room just start crying, just start crying, like fanning their face. One girl uh, who I was in line with, actually, she's like on the floor, like, like uncontrollably crying to the point where I'm like, yo, are you okay? And she's like, they're the, she was like, I've been with them since debut and in Korean pop, that means like when they... Uh, their first announced through their record label and they do their first performance. I've been with them since debut and they're the only reason why I'm alive. And all these other girls are like, oh my God. They just like me and it's a whole thing. So um, it was just, it was a weird and a, and a moment I've never experienced ever and I probably won't ever again unless I do that again. But um, yeah, it was it was one of those moments that I was like, wow, that was that was almost surreal. Not seeing them because I don't I don't really get emotional or I'm, I'm just like oh cool it's them but like I seeing how the girls are reacting I'm like wow this is insanity so do that film all that um, and then went to the Billboard Music Awards on Friday drove to Vegas by myself um, stayed by my, really went by myself um, but again met up with a lot of fans. Um, they are different fan meetups, went to a Korean restaurant and literally took over the entire restaurant, but they were playing BTS music for us and they were like making the little chants that they have. Um, and then, and then later on, we, the next day kind of had an off day, but still interviewing different people. Um, and then Sunday came, went to MGM Grand, um, I got a ticket last minute, um, and we're interviewing fans, went to the red carpet, uh, or like outside the red carpet, <clears throat> still interviewing fans. And so I just have a lot of footage. And then once we got inside of the arena, it was all BTS fans. No Bieber fans, nobody else. It was almost to the point where it was like, yo, this is ridiculous. Like, this isn't a, this isn't the Billboard Music Awards. This is a BTS concert. Because girls were, it was every, whenever they showed BTS on the camera, it was like insanely loud screams. Um... Or whenever they would reference BTS, and coming up is BTS, loud screams. Um, whenever there was a commercial break, they would start chanting. And and people who didn't know what BTS were, were like, some were annoyed, and then some were like, the people around me, because I wasn't sitting in the 200 section, I was around just like regular people, they were like, what is this? They were like really intrigued, and like more excited to see them because of the fans that were in there. And people were tweeting about it if you were following what the BBMAs were saying. Artists and different people were tweeting like, whoa, this, these fans are wild. And they would, a lot of artists were going up to BTS like, how do you get your fans? What is this? Anyway, so um, after the show went to, uh, you know, went to the post-show the post um, and then 
drove back to LA for the game yesterday at around 7 a.m. in the morning um, and thought my car was stolen but everything's good everything's great this thing right it's it was it was very good that I went um, and it was really worth my time not the fact that I was just there to see BTS but like got a lot of stuff done and um, I will say and I'm not gonna get emotional about it I won't get emotional about it Ugh. but but um, the the obviously seeing a group that you really like and admire and has inspired you is great I've never seen them before they're beautiful in person they are awesome people great what was really amazing about this entire experience was the fans themselves so I've never been and I've ever ever in my entire life been in a situation and it's rare where I can walk up to someone and immediately off the bat feel comfortable and be able to just like act like I've known this person for years. Every single time I was around any of ARMY, didn't matter if it was at the airport, didn't matter if it was at Ellen, didn't matter if it was at the Billboard Music Awards, and it didn't matter if I was walking up to them on the street. It was like, I was like, oh, hey, what's up, ARMY, what? And you can sit there and talk with them for hours. and. Some, a lot of, again, I was there by myself, so I was meeting up with people that um, I had messaged and met with through Twitter, but meeting them in person, and we would hang out after that. Or I'd be like, hey, like, can I hang out with y'all for the rest of the time? They're like, yeah. So we'd sit there and you'd talk and you just, and fans were so um, giving. Um, yesterday, I met, I met quote unquote ARMY for the first time ever last Saturday. Not this past Saturday, but the Saturday before. And the, the girls that I was with um, a lot of the week, um, I met them that Saturday. And we text. I have so many more people's numbers on my phone, so many people that I'm still texting. And um, I saw a lot of girls. Because it's a lot of, it's, it's dedicated to one sole purpose, which is seeing them. But seeing them, and a lot of these fans range from as young as maybe 14 all the way to 65. Um, and most were in the late teens, early 20s. Um, seeing them is all well and good, but everyone else there, um, because they're such an inspirational group, they, you know that there's a reason why each person is there outside of the fact that these are just beautiful men that sing well and dance well. Um, so it was very, um, like yesterday when I drove back, I drove back with these three girls who I, who I met, um, and they each they were going to go take a dance class together, like a K-pop dance class on on next Monday. And we're going to do it for like a month together. Um, and so it's just, it's it's wild. Like, it was just nothing. I've, I've never experienced anything. I don't care if it was in college. I don't care if it was in high school. It was, I felt like, I would, I would get emotional about it because I was like, every time, and there were girls that had met through BTS, so many, so many people, everyone that was there met because of BTS and they're like best friends. And I was like, <laughs> but besides the point, um, and I feel bad because I wish that I could tell my friends and my college friends and my high school friends about what it really means, but it's like, it's kind of inexplicable. Um, and I just, I'm really thankful, very thankful that, um, they came into my life because, um, ah, why am I getting emotional about this? 
Um, yeah, that's my that's my spiel. Um, that was BTS, and thankfully now they're okay, out of well, the U.S., they uh, I can get more than three hours of sleep a night. But to end it off on BTS, you guys won't hear about them for another two weeks from me. Um, we are inviting the fourth member, and that is Jung Ho Sook, aka J Hope. He is um he he uh he is the first so the three first members i introduced you were the part of the maknae line the younger ones this is the hyung line the older ones and he is also part of the rap line so he's one of the rappers and he is the best dancer within um bts um he came out with a mixtape called hope world he has a very obviously with his name he's a very positive very positive first person very energetic and just goofy so funny to so so funny to watch um um but he's very inspiring to you, obviously. He his work ethic, he's very hardworking and um, you know, so uh, I I like J Hope. Um, he's one of the few people that I at first when I watched him, I was like, Man, this dude is irritating. But then I realized I was like, Oh, he's just he's just really funny. So that's J Hope. Um, he has a great voice. Um, you should listen to Hope World. You should listen to the new album, Love Yourself Tear. It is out. Um, and it's it has something for everybody. But that that's my um there it is. Bangtan Sonia Dan is great. Um, don't be a fake fan, as Galant said. Galant tweeted or Instagram yesterday, watch out for the fake BTS fans. Taylor Swift, you said BTS forever. You Okay, anyway, I'm kidding. Um, so yeah, that's, the, that's it. Um, uh, make sure to subscribe and rate us, please. Um, and especially we do have a Twitter. It is TheBallOut, W-E-K. Um, so you can follow us there. And... Um, we also have a Facebook, The Ball Out with Ian K. Um, so make sure to please follow us um, and let us know if there's anything you want us to talk about. Yes, please. Like, honestly, we're, we'll probably do something more interactive for the next episodes. And, like, yeah, we want to hear from you guys. We want to hear what you like, what you don't, what you want. We're all ears. So, yes. Thanks. I'm K. This is E. And that is The Ball Out. Give me up whatever it takes.